0: Adderall is in short supply, and the backlog is having a domino effect on other stimulants. Welcome to the Carlite Psychiatry Podcast, keeping psychiatry honest since two
1: thousand and three. I'm Chris Aiken, the editor in chief of the Carlite Psychiatry Report,
0: and I'm Kelly Newsom, a psychiatric NP and a dedicated reader of every issue. On October the twelfth, two thousand and twenty-two. FDA announced a shortage of instant release Adderall. Like a lot of companies, Teva Pharmaceuticals, the main manufacturer of generic Adderall, had trouble hiring people. The Adderall shortage has had a cascading effect as patients switch to other meds to replace it. Many of us are now counseling patients over amphetamine withdrawal symptoms, which include mood swings, irritability, depression, headaches, jitteriness, intense fatigue, and gastrointestinal distress. Stimulant withdrawal is not fatal, but it can have a very fatal consequence in today's world. Many street versions of Adderall are laced with fentanyl, and that could lead to unexpected deaths if patients turn to non-prescribed sources to get the med. Not to mention the risks of automobile and other accidents with untreated ADHD. Teva is still struggling with the manufacturer, and expects the shortage to continue at least until March 2023.
1: Part of the reason for the shortage is an increase in demand. During the pandemic, online practices like Cerebral and Dunn took advantage of the relaxed prescribing laws to offer easy access to controlled substances. Clinicians at these practices blew the whistle to the Wall Street Journal last year with tales of pressure from upper management to prescribe stimulants and benzos without a proper evaluation. The Department of Justice, and the Drug Enforcement Agency have been investigating these companies, and last month they took a step that might limit access to controlled substances beyond this supply shortage. On December 15, 2022, the DEA began investigating not just practices, but also pharmacies like TruePill that had filled those prescriptions rather laxly. Now, you might understandably wonder, how can a pharmacy get in trouble for filling a prescription that was written by a clinician? Well, the DEA does have guidelines, they're on their website actually, to alert pharmacists to suspicious prescribing patterns. And they've had these guidelines for years, but they're not always adhered to. Well, now, with the DEA cracking down on pharmacies, pharmacists are starting to pay more attention to those guidelines. Some are refusing to fill controlled substances when they suspect problems in order to avoid triggering an audit. Here's what the DEA says, that pharmacists should watch out for patients who are on high doses of controls, who get early refills, get meds from multiple prescribers, change pharmacies often, pay privately, like cash, to avoid insurance scrutiny, or take multiple controlled substances.
0: We expect that last red flag will affect a lot of clinicians, based on a study from Rhode Island that arrived at some concerning statistics on this kind of polypharmacy. The authors dug through the state's controlled substance database and found 142,000 residents who were prescribed a benzodiazepine in 2018. That's 13% of the Rhode Island population a bit higher than the national average of 8%. But then again, Rhode Island came out number one in a recent survey of states that had the highest rates of unhappiness and stress. But that's not what raised our eyebrows. Among those prescribed a benzo, 7% were also given a stimulant, which means that one in 115, people in Rhode Island were taking a stimulant and a benzo in 2018. The rates of co-prescription were double that when they looked at benzos with opioids. And these were just 2018 numbers. We know stimulant prescriptions increased 16% during the pandemic. The most common benzo stimulant combo is Adderall with Xanax. And these are the most rewarding drugs in their respective classes.
1: That's 1 in 115 people taking both a benzo and a stimulant in the past year. Not 1 in 115 patients, but 1 in 115 people. Lax prescribing during COVID is just one of the reasons that we might see more regulation of stimulants in the year ahead. Another is a looming stimulant overdose crisis. The CDC has noticed an uptick in stimulant overdose deaths over the past decade, particularly in those taking stimulants with opioids. That rate, the rate of death from that combo, has risen further since the pandemic. The CDC now estimates that stimulants are involved in one in four overdose deaths.
0: Back to the stimulant shortage. If the stimulant shortage forces you to change your patient to a new medication, check out Dr. Aiken's two-part webinar at thecarlatreport.com on how to choose a stimulant. Part two, which is called on how to select a specific formulation, has the math on how to convert from one stimulant to another. Some conversions are exact, but for others, we gave our best estimate based on animal and clinical studies. One fuzzy one is converting from Adderall to Vyvanse. You'll usually need to double the Adderall dose to get a Vyvanse equivalent. For more tips on how to manage dicey combinations of controlled substances, check out our November two thousand and twenty-two podcast on the benzoopioid opioid combo and our print article on benzostimulant combos from our September 2022 issue. Earn your CME for this episode through the link in the show notes, or subscribe to the print journal online and get $30 off with the promo code podcast. Keep up with the latest research with Dr. Aiken's daily psych feed on LinkedIn and Twitter. Handle at ChrisAikenMD, where he posts a new research study every day. What is today's study about, Dr. Akin?
1: Today's study is a head-to-head comparison in a randomized controlled trial of an SSRI versus modafinil provigil in major depression. It's a small study, but a first of its kind.